0: Well, that's the way the bird with the moss crumbles.
1: Not this again. It's Schmanners! (laughs)
0: Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy
1: And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy And you're listening to Schmanners It's extraordinary etiquette For ordinary occasions Hello, my dove Hello, dear
0: Oh, grip rip it and yeah, rip it. It, it grip it and rip it
1: Grip it and rip it Sorry, I'm
0: having soda I'll Try and get that <laughs> Just want to get over that midday hump mm-hmm. It's a hump On it's Wednesday, it's hump day Yes I got the yawns I got the yawnies The powerful yawnies <laughs> As they call them. So
1: you cracked open an, a nice cold Coke Zero. A
0: Coke Zero sugar.
1: Because I want the flavor.
0: <laughs> but not those calories. Mm,
1: well, there's a debate as to whether or not artificial sweeteners are actually good for you or whether they cause cancer.
0: Man, that's a debate about everything. Am I right? Chocolate, wine, what's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> Phones in our pockets? What? Microwaves. Cell towers. I don't know. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Well, so uh, you may have guessed by the continued idiomness of the well, they'd probably guess opening joke.
0: Th- well, the title of the episode is like yeah, probably it'll, idioms. It'll say idioms. So. And
1: I do not know how many idioms es- episodes we've had so far.
0: Ten? No, mm, I don't know. Okay, a lot, a lot, because we love them. And I think the thing that I have found, if I may, for a moment, okay. take a sidestep. step, uh, the thing that I found very interesting about this series about idioms is that idioms, one, they're culturally relevant because we use them a lot, right? Right. Like, so, but I also think that they're. Sometimes there'll be, like, this peek into, like, history or into, like, sociology, into, like, what people were doing at a certain time. What is important to people? What becomes the lexicon because of the timeliness? Like, I just think they're interesting on a deeper level of, like, why did this become a thing?
1: And how did they change over time? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what's our first idiom? First idiom suggested by Adam R. Thank you, Adam R. Don't rock the boat. Now,
0: I know this Rock, no, don't tip the boat over. Okay, you guys didn't see it, but <laughs> Teresa said, Don't rock the boat, and then pointed at me expectantly. And my brain, which operates at 50% at best, and I've already said <laughs> I got the yawnies, made me be like, Is this a reference to guys and dolls? Yeah, the devil will drag you on. No, it's don't rock the boat over. Okay, so don't rock the boat is <laughs> like, uh, sit it, down,
1: sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, down you're, you're rocking, rocking the boat. boat. And there I stood. Okay. Okay. No, no, not that much.
0: Oh, all right. So you can do it. Okay. So this <laughs> is like, uh, specifically, I think of this in terms of like, usually like business, but it's like, don't make a scene. Don't upset the way things are done. So if it would be like, wait, they expect us to come in on our time off, somebody should say something. And someone who had been there longer would be like, hey, man, don't rock the boat. It's fine. Like, it'll balance out. And it usually means like, don't make a fuss over this thing. Don't exactly. upset the way things go.
1: Um, and one could assume that if you had been in a boat, this right. kind of just comes with the territory, right? You don't like, rock the boat. You don't. don't rock the boat because it's a... Because you
0: did tip the boat over. Y-
1: exactly. Yeah. Um, so there's actually more to the story than that. Get out. And one would think that the idiom, rock the boat was uh, so old, right? But it doesn't really appear until an American lawyer and statesman and politician named William Jennings Bryan. Wait,
0: whoa, that's like early 1900s, mm-hmm, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Are you kidding mm-hmm.
0: me? We had boats law before that. Before that, people would rock the button and fall over and like, oh, if only we had some way to warn people not to do that thing they just did. Ugh.
1: Exactly, so you... You audience may recognize that name as the lawyer who fought against evolution being taught in school in during... the scopes monkey
0: trials that's Is that what it's called? right
1: yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah, yeah. um so
0: before... wait hold on i know something else okay. they made a book or a movie or both called inherit the wind indeed that... yes it's can i just say never read it or seen it it's a really incongruous title to me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's about evolution and, and monkeys and stuff. Oh, is it called like Monkey Dad or something? <laughs> no, it's called Inherit the Wind. Right. But that doesn't contain the word monkey or trial or anything. I know. I know. That's how we surprise. Like when you see the title Jaws, right? You know exactly what's in that movie. I'm just saying. Let's rename it Monkey Lawyer. Uh, We'll get
1: right on that. Thank you. Uh, He was actually a very well-respected lawyer even before that trial. um, And he is credited with being one of the first people to use this phrase. So the exact quote is, the man who rocks the boat ought to be stoned when he gets back to shore.
0: Well, that seems drastic to me.
1: Implying that any man who made trouble should have to pay for it later. Make
0: trouble. Okay, that's a better, that's a more succinct way of putting it. Okay, so it's not that Prior to that time, no one had ever said in the context of being in a boat, hey, Jerry, don't rock the boat.
1: <laughs> well, he no, was the first I guess one, not.
0: He was the first one to use it as an idiot. As
1: an idiom, okay. not in the literal sense.
0: That makes a lot more sense to me than, like, the phrase, rock the boat, <laughs> was not spoken. Okay, okay. Nobody had uh, put
1: that sentence together before. Hey, don't
0: shake the dinghy. No, no, uh, no. <laughs>
1: okay here you want another one yes please this is suggested by cameron l
0: thank you cameron l
1: dressed to the nines
0: okay 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 i know what this means like you're fully like done up you've got your all the accessories you've got all everything you are dressed uh to impress indeed, right? indeed. sometimes it's really hard when doing these to be like what is a definition, an example I could give of this that does not in itself <laughs> contain like idioms and like, I, like or like vague term, like dress to impress. Like, I kind of know what that means. But...
1: Dressed well and fancily. Yes. And this is supposedly because you need at least nine yards of fabric to make a really great suit.
0: Get out of the town. See, I would have guessed it was something to do with like time, like you go out at 9 or like fancy parties start at 9 or something or there was a club called the nines right
1: right but well that's not it. okay you don't really need 9 yards of fabric according to mental floss who interviewed tailors about this uh saw that found that they really only need 4 to 5 yards of fabric to make a even like really dandy three piece but what suit? about the cape uh, okay i didn't didn't think about the cape it's been a long time since
0: I got dressed up to go out somewhere. Probably almost two years. Do people wear capes? I don't remember anymore.
1: I, no, not I'm bringing really. them back. <laughs> there may be a few other origins. Um, so the 99th Lancashire Regiment of Foot was a British Army regiment established in 1824, and it was well known for always having their uniforms in immaculate condition. And they were the 99,
0: so the nines
1: dressed to the nines, came right. to mean dressed like the 99th Regiment.
0: Okay, there it is... could also just be wearing your favorite Brooklyn 99 t-shirt.
1: Maybe. Uh-huh. There is also an old English saying, dressed to the eyes, which means kind of like from your head, your eyes to your toes, right? Fully, yeah, Okay. fully suited up. I mean,
0: up. I guess that, but if someone said like, oh yeah, he's fully dressed up from his toes to his eyes, I'd be like, what about the top of his head? Why did he stop there? Unless you're talking about, who's that character from Bazooka Joe who wears the really tall turtleneck and you can like only see his eyes? I do not know. You know that guy? You know what I'm talking about though,
1: right? I vaguely recall a comic book.
0: You weren't a big fan of Bazooka Joe comics? You weren't you reading weren't the Bazooka Joe?
1: Is it the bubblegum? It's inside the bubblegum right? It rappers. is inside the bubblegum, yeah. Uh, I know of it. I am not really into bubblegum. Haven't been for a long time. I have difficulties I, just, I with my TMJ cool. problem. Okay, all right. Okay, anyway. Um, oh, we got a
0: little off topic there. We what were we
1: talking about? Dress to the nines. And so, as Old English tends to do, it was probably mistaken for dress to the nine, hmm. meaning the nine. Sure. Uh, and so... Okay, we are. Uh, you know, we're all just really winging it when it comes to language, aren't we?
0: <laughs> Sometimes I feel like some of these when we get into those ones where it's like there's multiple thing that the possibility that there's a fourth option where it's just like somebody said something and someone else misheard them and then later said like oh he's dressed to the nines. Would you say oh it's just something I've heard right? And then it became a thing and there's no reason behind it. <laughs> there's always that possibility.
1: Language is a great game of telephone. I mean, I get yeah. Uh here's another one uh one from Jessica h in for a penny in for a pound
0: okay, now mm-hmm. I have to assume, okay, first, the meaning is if you're going to commit a little bit, might as well just go ahead and go all the way right 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 so I assume if I may that this is like listen, if you're going i maybe it has something to do with betting, where it's like if you if you're confident enough to bet a penny, a little bit of money. Just go ahead and bet a pound, man. You know, like, commit yourself.
1: I mean, the money is the thing, right? That is what this is about. But in a strange way, uh, across the pond, it got... Across the pond in Britain. It got flipped around, right? It started in Britain, and it was... I
0: apologize to anyone. In, but I don't I'm. <sighs> I'm
1: sorry. It was synonymous with indulgence, right, going all in on something. But originally was meant to be a scolding type of thing where, like, if you were like if you owed someone a penny, a small unit of money, you might as well owe them a pound because you're really dumb. Right. Because even that little bit of, of you know, debt is is important oh so
0: like if you're in for a penny then like you're never gonna pay. you might as well be in for a pound right Right, because like you're never gonna pay that it's interesting because there's a phrase and i think it's a slogan maybe advertising maybe but the only people i've ever heard use it are like griffin and i and it's uh if you're gonna go to town i think it's might as well go in a lincoln or might as well go in it's it's like some kind of fancy town car right Mm -hmm. and it's like if you're gonna go to town Going to Lincoln, right? Like, okay. If you're going to make the commitment to, if you're going to go to town, go fancy, right? And that's what I think of. I guess it could be in for a penny, in for a pound. Like, if we're going to do this, let's do this. But I also think it, I, I think it's just, maybe it's just because I love gambling, but it, there's something about it to me that seems synonymous with gambling to me. Well,
1: a little bit, right? So, uh, once the colonists started also using this, it got flipped around. So, instead, uh, to kind of like like badger somebody and like egg them on um which is Might as well buy another round, right? Right, You've already, you're in for a penny, in for a pound, right? Right. You've already started, why quit now?
0: And also, uh, there's something about it that feels like a line that someone in a TV show uses when it's like, well, I already broke the law a little bit, right, I think that that's probably the most used version (laughs) of it now, where it's like, well, I already broke into the office, I might as well steal the computer, right?
1: (laughs) And uh, this next one is suggested by Alex, who just wrote egg them on and now now "Wait to do egg them on. Oh, my God. Okay.
0: (laughs) This is another weird thing about doing idiom episodes is like there will be an idiom that if like I don't even think of as an idiom anymore. Right. It just is so pervasive and used that it's just like, you know, like egg them on. You know. You know. It means like to egg someone on and you know what i would love to talk about egging someone on but first a thank you note for our sponsors <music> this week we want to write a thank you note to better help better help is online therapy and one we appreciate you being our sponsor. But two, we appreciate you making therapy available to even more people. Teresa and I are both big fans. I uh, think therapy is great. Both currently enrolled
1: with therapy.
0: Yes, we are practicing therapy, <laughs> if you will. Um, And it doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Life can be stressful. You know, sometimes it's not. I think that this was a thing I thought about for therapy for a long time where I was like, well, there's not a big. I'm just kind of stressed out about this and this and this. That is more than enough reason to talk to somebody, right?
1: Because and there's nothing, helps. And there's nothing like talking to someone who doesn't actually have anything to do with what you're talking about, right. right? So if you talk to a spouse, you talk to a friend, they may also be involved or have some sort of, like, story they want to tell you. Right. But a therapist is just there to listen to you.
0: And I tell you what, man, one of the things that I really appreciate about therapy now, especially as a parent, is just having... Someone who is not involved in the situation, as Mm -hmm. you said, like, well, you're doing your best. And like, sometimes that's enough for me to just start crying and like, thank you, I am doing my best. It's just nice to unload that burden you're carrying that sometimes you worry about burdening other people with all that stuff. So check out BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. And it's more affordable than in-person therapy. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Schmanners listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash schmanners. You have your first session in under 48 hours at betterhel dot com schmanners.
1: I'm Jesse Thorne. This week on Bullseye, David Byrne on the talking heads easing back into live performance and the magic of doo wop. You don't get it very much, people doing dippity dip dip, whoa, whoa, mama, 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 mama. You don't get a lot of that. (laughs) Listen to Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR.
0: all right, Teresa, let me egg you on to tell me about egging them on. So this is like to kind of uh, push someone to do something, right? Right,
1: to encourage behavior that is usually questionable or dangerous. Yeah,
0: I would not normally use egging on in like a positive, and like a, I, egged them on to do a good job on their test.
1: Right. No, you would like cheer for them, or right. you would encourage them, or something like that. Right. Egging on it is has more a negative like, connotation. Right.
0: Like, oh, oh, did you hear about John? He got caught shoplifting. Like, yeah, but Debbie was egging him on. Yeah. Right, sure.
1: Yeah. Um, and this is why when... was
0: that my example? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, this one has been in the English language. Approximately since twelve hundred. What
0: is it? A, literally about like throwing eggs at someone?
1: It is derived from the Old Norse word "eggja," sure, which means to incite or provoke. Eggja, eggja. Okay, um, and so it's not really about like throwing. It's not, eggs. About,
0: it's not about eggs at all.
1: It's not really about eggs. It's
0: not about eggs. At all. Bombshell. Bubba Bubba Bomb. That's another oh. Schmanner's bubble bomb shell. Mm, I don't know if I want to do that. I just thought we could use a couple more kind of like uh like drops. Nah. You don't want any more drops? Mm-hmm.
1: But I like That's a bombshell.
0: What about that one? Nope. Is that better? No. Nope. Okay, what about this one?
1: Meow <laughs> I'm the bombshell kitty. That makes even less sense. Well,
0: because that's the kitty he rides in on the It should be a bombshell. turtle.
1: I'm show.
0: the bombshell turtle. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a long. That's not as exciting. That kind of drags the energy down.
1: Speaking of drag the energy down, watch me. So um that is an example of someone hearing a word that right. sounds like another word that they know using the meaning of the original word. Uh-huh. When I think about this, I think about avocado. Go on. Well, I mean, it's based on a language, i a, um, I'm not, I can't remember if it's Aztec or Mayan, where the actual thing is pronounced ajaljadal. Ah. And so people who heard it were like, oh, avocado. Great. Okay. Yep. It's not exactly like that. It's similar to that, but not really. Okay. Uh, just to
0: check, yeah. it was uh, proto Aztecan. Uh, was the origin of avocado.
1: Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Travis. Googles it.
0: You're welcome. Sometimes
1: the word uh, it was used with the meaning testicle. Okay, go on. That makes sense. Here's one from Miranda M. Last ditch effort. Okay. Once again, I don't even think of
0: it. Okay. So last ditch effort is like, we have one more thing we can try, right? This is, oh, you know what? It, it doesn't look like we're going to succeed. Um, so let's do one final push, give it everything we got. Um, a
1: desperate attempt.
0: Yeah, There. there's another saying here of like a Hail Mary, Yeah. which has to do with like football, which I'm sure then comes from I thought it was
1: basketball. No. They have Hail Marys in... Because you would just throw, from wherever you were on the court, you would just throw the Maybe ball. Maybe they
0: use it in basketball, too, but I think it's primarily associated with football. Because it's basically like, I'm going to throw... Le
1: football, American.
0: All right. where? What country do you live in again, remind me? What country is this that we're currently sitting in right now? The U.S. Okay. So I don't think I have to... Um, okay. okay. So a Hail Mary is like, you throw it really far down the field, and you just hope somebody catches it. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... This has to do with William of Orange. William of Orange. Uh, in the 17th century. You know
0: that the color gets its name from the fruit and not the other way around?
1: Yeah, I believe that. It's true. Yeah.
0: I think. I think it's true. It makes sense. And it feels like a fact, I know. Go on.
1: <laughs> We're not going to get another Travis Google set?
0: No. Okay. I'm,
1: because here's the thing. The stakes on this (laughs) are very low. Okay. 17th century. Yes. William of Orange. Got it. Made a vow to defend the Dutch Republic from France and Britain to the death.
0: You hear that? You hear that, haters?
1: He is reported.
0: You got Bill Orange to deal with?
1: To have said, I mean to die in the last ditch. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it didn't really catch on until about 1900 uh, when people started using it to mean the final attempt. I but love that's, that's pretty metal. Right? I love
0: that we have some things where it's just like, well, they address the nines. It could be this, uh, or it could be a motherfucker. And then you get the last ditch ever and it's like, oh, this dude said he would fight until he died in a ditch. Oh, yeah,
1: one for one. Got it. Yeah, Got it.
0: that's exactly what it is. Okay.
1: All right, uh, submitted by Bob W.
0: Thank you, Bob W.
1: Well to do.
0: Wow, my God, that's that's an idiom? Yeah. Oh, my lanta. Okay, well to do is like somebody who's doing good for themselves in the world as far as like uh, money that they have or the circumstances that they find themselves in where you're like, oh, they don't need to worry about money. They don't need to worry about sustaining themselves because they are... Uh, they have it all taken care of.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, It didn't come into the popular vernacular until the 1800s, but it probably goes back to the 1500s. Um, Back then, to say someone was well meant they were in a good position, socially, financially, all that stuff. And during that time period, you would say that someone was well as a way to describe that they had everything they needed. So exactly. They didn't have to worry about that kind of stuff. So you could say well in cash or well in goods, which? Snowballed into well-to-do. Do Do you think that that is like the
0: oh, all well and good was like a kind of thing like that? Okay, all right. You know, they also you can call a party a to-do. That was a fancy to-do. That was a great to-do. God, our language is confusing.
1: Indeed. What did you say?
0: You went to a to-do? Yeah.
1: (laughs) What? Here's one from Sarah W.
0: Thank you, Sarah W.
1: Rolling out the red carpet.
0: Okay, this one I got. This one I could take. So rolling out the red carpet is like you make someone feel special, right? Usually pertaining to a guest, right? A guest is coming, we're gonna roll out the red carpet. And I'm almost certain that this is probably directly from like Hollywood, like premieres, like we're rolling out the red carpet, maybe even before that of like, we're having a big fancy party and we're gonna roll out a red carpet, literally roll out a red carpet for people to walk down. Mm -hmm. Right, is that it?
1: Yeah, but it's before that actually. What? Um so here's the thing, right?
0: Tell me the thing.
1: The famous people are kind of like the royalty of our society, sure. but a long, long time ago when they're actually, I don't know. What's the aristocracy. What's the, what's the yeah.
0: Like the court, you know, when you have the court where it's like, well, they're not royals, but they're all like dukes and duchesses and stuff.
1: Going all the way back to the ancient Greece, it was expected that one would lay carpet or mats so that the royalty needn't touch the ground of the peasantry. Okay. Um, and red, why red, right? Uh, it, was always associated with royalty um, and prestige because it's a very difficult color to make. same with purple. Same with purple. In
0: in Egypt, that's how purple became associated with royalty because uh, in ancient Egypt, it was very hard to get that rich purple color. Mm -hmm. Um, And And it's
1: like a a multi-step chemical reaction to get that purple color. And so that's
0: how that became associated with with royalty because only royalty could really uh, get it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Scarlet, in particular, was so prized because it was nearly impossible to create easily, right? Mm-hmm. You had to get...
0: Your enemy's blood?
1: No. Oh. It was made with a very expensive dye from a very specific insect in Central and South America. And it was prized by the Mayans and the Aztecs and for the way it could be used to color clothing and and lots of other things um listen
0: i'm not down with taking that stuff from the indigenous indigenous peoples let's be clear but can you imagine having a life where someone would show you like a new shirt they got and it was red and you're like how did you do that exactly (laughs) what look how red that is that's incredible (laughs) and not just being like a thing like hey hey everybody get in here Get here. You got to see Steve's shirt. It's so red. I'm just yelling in your ear. I'm so sorry. But like now, it ta- think of how much it takes to impress someone. I'll take it down here. Think of how <laughs> hard it is to impress someone. Now imagine if you could blow someone's mind with how red your shirt was. I know,
1: right? Um, You know, so like you said, the colonizers took it. Like yeah. they do everything. Um, and it became a very valuable export. So the next time, you know, Meryl Streep walks down that red carpet.
0: Oh, you think... think about the bugs? <laughs> I just was going to go into like uh, a quote from Devil Wears Prada, and then I remembered uh, I've never seen it, and I'm also not certain it was Meryl Streep that was in it. Yeah, it's it Meryl was Meryl Streep. Streep. There's something about you think that you chose that shirt, or something. I don't know. You I think don't... you chose those bugs? It was what I was gonna do, but I can't remember the quote. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's dumb. It's dumb. it's a silly thing.
1: Um, Alex has been keeping a a personal tabulation of idioms. And here is another one. Thank you, Alex. Bread and butter. Something is your bread and butter. This
0: episode is blowing my mind at things that I would never think of idioms. That is definitely an idiom. Definitely. Okay, so bread and butter is like, oh, this is the thing that I'm good at, right? Oh, this, this right here. Like if you are doing trivia... Right, And for me, I would be like if they said like we're all these are all Mel Brooks questions I'd be like, ah, this is my bread and butter right here
1: so the basics or the, the distillation or the um the thing that is most important right right
0: yeah, yeah, yeah I would say like the the epitome of of that thing for you
1: um and so we're pretty sure this comes from uh, within the Middle Ages when bread and butter was considered a meal. Right. Right, for the peasantry, right? I mean,
0: to be fair, sometimes you have toast and butter for breakfast.
1: Uh yes. But
0: I would not say like, ah, that's all one needs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it was considered the most basic way that you could feed yourself. It does contain two food groups. And it's very
0: filling, bread. Yeah,
1: you can eat enough of it. And bread back then was a lot more hardy
0: and damn than
1: than a slice of toasted sourdough. That's a
0: thick slice a <laughs> schmanner's thick slice. How about that one? Was that a good drop?
1: Uh it was all right. Um so if you didn't have bread and butter, you were lacking the absolute essentials, right? Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well
0: oh, you don't even have the basics to care for you.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, okay.
0: I feel like that makes sense, but I feel like when I hear people use it, it is maybe slightly off the mark as far as like, off the mark. There you know, that's is. like aiming at a target. Um, that's like, you're you're using it, but not in the way it is intended to say like, ah, this is my bread and butter. When what you mean is like, ah, this is what I need, right. not what I'm good at. I guess that you could use it interchangeably.
1: Okay. Um, This one was submitted by Alex's mom. Hmm. What, what? Yeah. Okay, all right. Happier than a pig in mud.
0: Okay. Well, this is, uh, you know, you're, uh, you seem very you pleased.
1: Didn't, they didn't hear the wink.
0: Yeah. Wink. Uh, in, in, in the S word, uh, in swords. Um It's, you know, you seem very pleased with yourself. You seem very pleased by the situation.
1: Exactly. And it is quite literal. Here's some farm wisdom, farm wisdom. Look at you. I didn't
0: know you'd ever listened to my show before.
1: I have. Mm. I certainly have. Not in a long
0: time. We haven't done Farm Wisdom in like three years. That's
1: true. It's a Mabim Bam reference. Uh, So it is very literal. Pigs actually love being covered in mud. Because Be-
0: it cools them down. Exactly.
1: The evaporative properties. Also, it, it creates a kind of shell against insects and whatever. But they don't really have a lot of sweat glands. Mm. They can't effectively cool themselves off. So you could, I mean, you could use a sprinkler, I guess. Or a little piggy shower. Or a little piggy shower. Give them a piggy bath. It's like dogs. You know, yeah. they,
0: they pant. And they don't have a lot of sweat glands either. Now, pigs, also very smart. Mm-hmm. Very smart pigs. Have you ever seen Babe? I have. That pig is very smart. But that... Isn't... He lines them all up and he can talk. And he talks to geese and the dogs. And that'll do, pig. That'll do.
1: Have you actually seen that movie, too? Yum I know
0: that that'll do. Okay. And he talks to some sheep and says, Baram, you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then I, I've definitely seen Babe Pig in the City, too. Or maybe it's just called babe Picking the City because I talked about it on, uh, on Blank Check and was horrified by it. Uh... Anyways, that's not important.
1: Um, here are some listener-submitted idioms in other languages from other countries. Okay. Uh, here are some Dutch idioms for us to enjoy. Um, I'm going to try very hard. Nu komt de opt- und de mau. Okay. Meaning... The monkey comes out of the sleeve. Yes. The situation or the character of a person comes to the surface.
0: <gasps> yes. Ah, the monkey comes out of the sleeve, my friend. Indeed. Now I know that that's so good. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Um, why is
1: he out of sleep? I don't know. Is he wearing clothes?
0: Maybe it just means like you know, like a sleep, not just like an arm sleep, but just like a sleeve of cookie he's in a container <laughs> he's
1: in a container
0: the monkey comes out of the sleeve i hope listeners listen i hope none of you are faced with heartbreak but if you ever need to break up with someone cuz they've shown their true colors please with a straight <laughs> face say like but that's when the monkey came out of the sleeve josh and because in that moment josh will have no defense <laughs> no
1: defense uh, here's another I one guess you're right i
0: did show my monkey
1: <laughs> uh met demond vol tandenston Stand with your mouth full of teeth, which means to be speechless. Okay, teeth instead of words, maybe.
0: Well, it's just I got so many teeth in there, I can't talk. You oh, know, maybe. I, 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 I'm all <laughs> teeth.
1: uh Met de in i husvalen. I don't know who is Volen, Maybe uh, to fall with the door into the house, meaning to get straight to the point. So, like, I imagine someone slamming the door door open, the door falling off of its hinges, and landing flat on the door. It kind
0: of means, like, kicking the door. I kind of say it's like kicking the door open, but you just kind of (laughs) keep going at the door. (laughs) Now I'm inside. Let's do this. (laughs) Hey, I'm going to kick the door open, fall in on it, Josh. Your
1: monkey's out of sleep now. (laughs) Uh, Oh, oop defeats. Oh, go on. Means, oh, on that bicycle. Meaning... Oh, now I get what you mean.
0: Okay. This one. Oh, on that bicycle. Is it literally saying like, oh, you mean you want me to get on that bicycle?
1: <laughs> no, I think it's like I have I've finally figured it out. It's that bicycle. That one. Like I've seen it. That one. Yes. I understand what you mean.
0: I love that. That's so specific.
1: Uh, and again, another bicycle related idiom. Uh, go ride your bike.
0: Is that like, get out of here. I don't need to go ride a bike, man. Yeah. That's universal. If you tell someone, go take a walk or take a hike or go ride your bicycle, it's never a nice thing. It's never like, go ride your bike. Oh, thanks, I will. It's like, get out. Hey. Hey. Hey, hit the bricks. Go ride a bike. Take a hike. Yeah. Uh, Go watch Psych.
1: But, Fanners, we don't want you to take any hikes get on any bikes well hold on now you can't no. say like that because that makes it sound like you're saying like we don't
0: want you to enjoy the out of doors no
1: stick stick with us we want you
0: on your couch listening to schmanners and nothing else you ever seen wally we want you like that we want you in floating chairs we want you with,
1: listening to schmanners with just us in your ear
0: Okay, it's a lot of pressure. Um, listen, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with other people. Uh, word of Mouth is always the best way to help grow the show. Uh, if you like this show, go check out all the other amazing shows on MaximumFun.org, our podcast home. You can also go to Macroy.family to check out all of the Macroy family products and projects there. Go check out com to see all the cool stuff we got going on over there. There's some really great stuff you're gonna
1: Cool new stuff for a new month.
0: That's right. For new people. I don't know. Ooh. For a new world. Um, let's see what else. Thank you to Alex. As of course. we said, without Thank him you, we Alex. would not be able to do these episodes. Um and you know what? Thank you to you, Teresa, for being such a great uh, partner in both life and podcasting.
1: Aww. I love you very much. I love you too.
0: Okay, what else do we say?
1: We always say thank you to Brent, Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. We also thank Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. That is at SchmannersCast. Um, and you can, when we ask for questions for specific topics, that's where we get them. But when we ask for topics and idioms... Uh, please send those to schmannerscast at gmail.com.
0: There it is.
1: There it is. Also, thank you to Bruja Betty Penup Photography for our cover picture of our fan run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. Go ahead and join that group if you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans.
0: Also, wanted want to let everyone know we've got a My Brother, My Brother and Me live and virtual show happening September 24th. Woot, that woot. is, thank you, September 24th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Sawbones is our opener, which is very exciting. We all love Sawbones. Uh, tickets are on sale now for just $10. You can get those at bit.ly slash Virtual. And even if you can't make 9 p.m. on September 24th, you can watch the video on demand, which will be available for two weeks after the show.
1: Sawbones is a podcast i listen to yes all the i know time.
0: yes you love that an empty bowl basically any podcast that has macros <laughs> that i'm not on uh so that's gonna do it for us uh join us again next week
1: no rsvp
0: required you've been listening to schmanners 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 get it
1: MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
0: Audience supported.
1: Hey, podcast fan. We'd like to get a better idea of who you are and what you care about. So we have a quick favor to ask. If you have a few minutes to spare, please go to MaximumFun.org slash ad survey. There, we've got a short anonymous survey that will take about five minutes to fill out. Plus, if you finish it, you'll get a 10% discount on merch at the MaxFun store. MaxFun shows have always relied on support from our members and always will. This survey will help keep the few ads we do run interesting and relevant to you. That's MaximumFun.org slash ad A-D-S-U-R-V-E-Y. All one word. And thanks for your help.